Welcome to the Legendarium. Well, just like everyone else in the world, we are freaking out about the upcoming Star Wars Episode 7 release next month, so we thought we'd take some time to hash out a few of the more popular fan theories and some of the crazy ones too. You're not gonna give. Da 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 da. No, because that's our intro now. <laughs> For copyright purposes, that intro will be slashed. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendary Podcast. I am your host, Craig Hanks. Uh, with me, as always, is a bunch of, uh, well, losers. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He said he loves us. <sighs> Something's wrong. It's it's just banter. That's all he's Lerp. going for there is oh, banter. Okay, okay, Lerp. we're good, we're good. Are we all know dying? how he truly feels. Learn my code. If you're dying, you can watch the Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, did it that come out? It starts off oh. new. All right, let me introduce my cohorts here. Oh, gosh, this is not going to be fun. Uh, well, that's no moon. It's the posterior of, uh, well, one Todd Wenty. Yes, it might be a small <laughs> space station. And his Schwartz is, uh, well, probably not as big as yours, but it's Ken Johnson. I am force choking you, Russ, so hard right now. <laughs> and the moles on his back match the markings of a freighter that blasted its way out of Moss Eisley. It's Ryan Bruckman. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> uh, yes, it is our Star Wars episode. Um, well, okay, our Star Wars episode, as though we had only done one and we're only planning to do one. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, was this the last one? This is the last one. Oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the last is one not. until next week. Uh, it, it is, for reference, because, uh, you know, you're not supposed to date your podcast, but uh, you're also not supposed to podcast. And so we break all sorts of rules here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and date this. It is November of 2015, I think, 2015. <laughs> And we are very excited now for Star Wars Episode 7, which is just over a month away. We're freaking out. And so is the rest of the internet. The internet is going nuts. Uh, in, in all of my long, long years of internet usage, uh, I've never seen anything quite like this before for a movie. Uh, so I'm... I'm with everybody else. I'm freaking out. Very excited. One of the byproducts, though, has been the fan theories that everybody's putting out there, which range from the excellent to the completely nutty clickbait stuff. Uh, you mean everything on Movie Pilot? Oh, my gosh. We'll get there. All right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, now, everybody listening has probably read at least one or two fan theories, even if it's just a little Facebook blurb by somebody. Uh, but a lot of you have probably, you know, trolled uh, all the way through Reddit and and uh, all the other platforms. BuzzFeed has a bunch and all these places that, that flesh out some pretty interesting theories. We thought we'd talk about those, not because we're so smart, but because we need something to talk about uh, on the podcast. Because we're biding our time. No, yeah, we're because we're we really can't are. hardly stand oh, it. Oh man! So, I want to hear who's got the the best, most plausible theory for for what's going to come up in episode seven. I don't, th- I don't know. And I don't need an entire plot. You can just give me like a plot point or a character point that you feel is very, very plausible. Something that could 
legitimately be happening. That, with all these theories, the most plausible is completely subjective. Uh, so I'll throw out that uh, Luke and Kylo Ren are either the same person or connected. Okay, now that was going to be right mine. Now. Come on. He was asking for the most plausible. That's the most common one outside I, of the that's Jar Jar common. That is not plausible. In How the is least. that not plausible? I, I'm not going to say... Kylo Ren is Adam Driver. <laughs> wow, we really got him going. Kylo Ren is not Luke Skywalker. He's just... He's not. Okay, and turning down Ken's mic. The end. Somebody put Ken in restraints. Oh, it is entirely possible. I, I don't think you're wrong, but I don't know that you're right either, Ken. Let's be honest. J.J. Abrams said that Benedict Cumberbatch was not Khan. This is true. It is true. He said it. He didn't hint it. He didn't dodge the question. He said, he's not Khan. And, in and IMDb, he was a liar. IMDb, all the way up to the day of the release, had him listed as... Uh, John... Yeah. Somebody blah, blah, else. whatever. But we all knew better. Here, here's I the thing. We all know that he's come out and said that it's not an accident that Luke is missing from the trailers and he's missing from the posters and everything. And it's entirely possible that's because he's not. Um, but here, here, I'm going to throw this. Here's a ridiculous theory out here for you. The idea is that there potentially could be a new evil. I'm going to put that in air quotes on a podcast because that's, you know. You can all see that. Because that works. Because it's on Everybody saw those. I saw um, those. Yeah, that's good. So we, there's been discussion that there is this group called the Knights of Wren. Right. And the Knights of Wren are an order that are not exactly Sith. They're kind of Sith acolytes, but they're not entirely Sith. Um, right. It is entirely possible that the Knights of Wren could be a first batch of fallen Jedi or something from Luke's attempt to train the next generation of Jedi who simply don't have enough of the Force in them to be effective. And so Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, is one of the knights who decides to go rogue. And we find that Luke Skywalker is hiding from them because they're now trying to take him out or something. I don't know. Now, I will counter that it is plausible. Okay. I think it is completely impractical and ridiculous that Luke Skywalker is Kylo Ren. I think that's, that's just silly. And if it happens, I will be livid. However... And there, we will laugh. There's a, there's another theory out there that Luke Skywalker has dabbled with the dark side the last 30 years. Now, not, you know, become a Sith or anything or gone to the dark side, but in the 30 years of, ex, of, of being the only Jedi and experimenting with the Force and trying to understand his properties, that he's gone into some dark places. And so I can see the plausibility that in that ev- event that he's gone to the dark places, he is you know, kind of fostered the Knights of Rand a little bit or inadvertently led these acolytes to traverse down the doubt, the dark path. And know? I, th- I, I think there's, that. I think there's also a possibility with this, that, that, uh, Kylo Ren is the Darth Vader of this next series. And Luke Skywalker becomes the emperor figure. Um, again, we didn't see the emperor until episode, th- uh, until the third of the first movies, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was completely shrouded in secrecy until that last movie. And then even then he was shrouded in secrecy. Same thing with um, uh, everything in the in episodes one, two, and three. We didn't really see uh, Emperor Palpatine taking front and center stage or front and center attraction until the third film. So again, Let me throw out there. So I'm thinking that perhaps Luke uh, will not be evil per se in this episode. Uh, but he will have gone to the dark side in between films six and seven. There is some very strong evidence. I, I read some. Uh, I read a very good article about 
the fact that Luke Skywalker must have turned to the dark side in Return of the Jedi, that there's no, you know, they, they had a pretty good case for why that is airtight. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. at a certain point, you just have to say, no, the author said that he didn't, you know, right. and, and accept yeah, and, that. And you have to accept it. And you have to accept it. But at, all signs point to Luke Skywalker turned to the dark side at the end of Return of the Jedi that didn't make him necessarily you know this terrible horrible evil person but he did give in to some of those feelings anyway point being uh if that happened and if he followed that trail then perhaps he did something like start the knights of ren uh and then repents of what happened uh what he did and instead of working to uh you know then combat this creature that he's created then he goes into hiding. That's why we've got Luke with a beard. He's kind of a hermit, is kind of the hints that have been thrown out there. Hermit Luke is kind of depressed and doesn't want to throw himself into the fray anymore because he's afraid of what happened to him before. I can, I can so, see So we've that. gone from Luke being savior to Luke being wuss. Pretty much, Luke was always a wuss. Come on, he was until until he until he gave into the dark side. Until he gave into the dark side, he was always a wuss. Wow, <laughs> wow. There are some people right now who are force choking Craig through this podcast right now. <laughs> okay, now I, there, I, there is precedent for Luke going to the dark side because in the that's why I don't think it's going to happen in the expanded unit or in the legend. What, what do they call it now? Uh, yeah, the uh, legends. In the legends, in the legends, you know, he there was a whole thing about him going to the dark side. Oh yeah, and all yeah, that, yeah. And then he comes back, and I mean, they said that's not canon. However, draw liberally, whatever you want from I, I think what has been established. So I keep coming back to the idea that that if they start reaching into the previously existing canon, or the pre- yeah the previously existing expanded universe to bring pieces in. Everyone's going to say, why didn't you bring this? Why didn't you bring that? Yep, so right. you can't pick and choose from there. So the fact that Luke has already gone to the dark side and went to the dark side in the expanded universe in the past does not exclude the possibility that it could happen here. I'm not sure that they're going to go that route. There was an earlier theory. This is way, this is way back before we had any trailers, before we had anything. Um, that there's a concept that there is a giant weapon out there, Death Star-esque, which would make the sense. The Star Killer Base. Which has at its core, it has something that specifically targets and senses force users. And so they're tracking them down, which if that's the case, Luke being one of the last active force users would be hunted by this. And then therefore having to be constantly on the run in a hermit, which, you know, he Mm. may not be there. The Knights of Ren, if we look at the Rebels series, we've established that there's this group called the Inquisitors. There are other Force-sensitive individuals who are not necessarily full-on Sith. The Knights of Ren could simply be the hunting force that are trying to take down the Jedi. Kylo Ren says in the trailers, I will finish finish what what you started. started. So they could be hunt. He could be hunting down. um, I really should say that all of these are total, like, we're just making up. And if this is what the plot is, I'm totally sorry that we spoiled it here But these are the prevailing theories. I'm not. not. Uh, By the way, let me just take this opportunity to remind everyone... uh, I recently went back and listened to our Daredevil episode because I started watching Daredevil again. Me too. Which is amazing. You did? Yeah, I'm on episode four. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm excited for Jessica Jones. Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) Ken, idiot that he is, 
wow. came out and no, I'm kidding, Ken. Uh, he came out and he's just complaining, complaining, complaining about spoilers. And you said something to the effect of, if anybody, if anybody gives me any spoilers, uh, I will feed your immortal soul to the Sarlacc. Right. Or I, something like that. I remember this. Uh, anyway, point being, for the last two or three weeks, all you've done is hunted spoilers <laughs> and tried to put them on our Facebook feed. You are private messaging the three of us with all these spoilers. Uh, quite fan frankly, theories, I, fan theories. I yeah, think fan, I'm, fan theories are not spoilers. No, 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 no. You're correct. They are not. They are also not what you've been sending to us. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to point out the horrible, uh, hypocritical person that Ken is, and now we can move on. Hey, Ken, we are going to feed your immortal soul to the Sarlacc. If I've learned anything from Barack Obama, it's that I can evolve on my oh, views. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh if we want, in. listen. My if we wanted to talk, evolve. if we wanted to talk politics, we would have gone with the prequels. Okay, we're so, talking Star Wars. No. Oh, okay, we're leaving. So this is how democracy I actually dies. have with thunderous applause. Oh my gosh! Uh, I actually, since you brought up the prequels, you did. Oh, you did yes, this. Yes, let's talk. Let's talk. I had this. I, I read an article uh, written by uh, her name's Alexandra Petri Petri. Yeah, if you're listening out there, sorry if I butchered your name. She writes for the Washington Post, or at least did in this case, about the biggest problem with the Jar Jar theory that's been going around. Okay, uh, you better refresh us on the Jar Jar theory. Well, okay, I I will. We'll just bring in the Jar Jar theory. The idea is that the original intent of the Jar Jar character was to be the reflection of Yoda in the the original trilogy in the sense that we're introduced to this kind of funny, bumbling creature who turns out to be a master or something. Well, in this case... Jar Jar would be a master of evil who is manipulating everything from the from the from the back. <laughs> right. The very concept makes most Which of us sounds cringe. Terribly filthy, by the way, when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what can I say? A little Jar Jar backdoor humor. Um, oh dear. So they, and they go through and in the theory, this uh, one of the Reddit users goes through and points out all these things that are you can make a good case for this that it could be he could have been this. I don't necessarily think that he is. But aside from this, this piece of the Jar Jar theory being that he was this—he was supposed to be the Phantom Menace, uh, running everything. Uh, the fact is, is all of these fan theories that we've come up with, especially ones pertaining to the prequels, are us turning the prequels into Darth Vader. We want it to be redeemed so bad. We want them to be good so <laughs> bad that we are reaching back and trying to figure out ways. Of redeeming a lost story. Right. The number the number one problem with theories like the Jar Jar one, which I love reading about, stuff like that. I I totally dig reading it. But the number one problem with these theories is that it assumes that George Lucas knew what he was doing. Right. And he did not. And he did not. I I, I think he knew what he was doing. I don't think he that we thought he was doing what we wanted him to do. Well, he was no. he was making movies to tell his story. We wanted him to be telling the story that we wanted to hear, which are not the same things. No, that's even, what I'm saying. I'm not talking about him telling the story he wanted to tell. Of course he did that. He just sucked at doing it. Oh, yeah, he did do that. So. And that's the thing is everything that we do, oh, yeah, every one of these fan that. theories about this is this idea of redeeming that bad, these bad movies, redeeming George Lucas, who was such an idol to us until those movies came out. Like there's so much that we want to redeem from those that we come up with these ideas that, well, you know what? If we were to take this terribly, you know, racist and and bad character here and we make him this great evil and all of a sudden it looks like, hey, wait a minute, George Lucas was a genius. No, if he was a genius and that was the story, he would have stuck with it. And then we would have gone, oh, 
It just it doesn't it doesn't. No, work. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's a chump. Uh, I'm tired of talking about Jar Jar. Let's get back. If to first, any so other so. theories about the upcoming trilogy? Now there is going back to uh, talking about Luke and about plausible theories dealing with with the expanded or with the legend stuff. Uh, one of the prevailing theories is that Kylo Ren and Rey are somehow related. They're brother and sister. Their stepbrother and sister, their half brother and sister, they're something. The children of Han and Leia. No, or I've, I've got it. There's also talk of one of them is Han and Leia's kid, and one of them is Luke's kid. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. That's. I, I think most people are assuming that Ray is, is Han's. Is Han and Leia's? That's, I actually think it's the other way. I think oh she's no, really? Luke's. It, it sounds oh, okay. like the prevailing. Well, I don't, I, I've, Ray... heard, I've heard a lot from both. I've heard a lot of both, but because yeah. she's talking, especially in the international trailer, trailer that just launched, mm-hmm. she talks about she's waiting for her family. Well, Han and Leia are out there. They're, I don't know why we, you know, especially Leia is going to be in the in the limelight as this New Republic has yeah. tried to tried to set its footing and obviously has failed in thirty years. Has not been able to set their Ooh, footing well. I enough. have some thoughts about that. So, I think I would guess that. I really wouldn't be surprised to see if Ray and Kylo were twins. I mean, it's a little bit, and that Luke is in hiding. He had a wife. There could, you know, that's where the dark side could come from. Mm-hmm. Whatever, and they're twins, and they've been separate, and they separate and go their ways. Yeah, I don't know, but I think that's. I'd go with cousins. I'm going cousins on this one. Cousins feels. I mean, you know, going back Cousin, to the kissing cousins, maybe. Whoa, what? Well, if you whether you look at it that way or you look at it uh, just about any other way, you can you can trace that back again to the <laughs> prophecy of and here we go back into the original trilogy, right? Of Vader bringing balance to the Force. Wait, is this the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy? The prequel trilogy. Okay, prequel yeah, trilogy. Sorry, one, careful, two, and three. Todd, one, two, and three. Uh, if Vader's going to bring balance to the Force, everyone is gone as a result of one, two, and three. Luke appears. Uh, Luke and Leia appear on the scene during four, five, and six. And as a result of those two appearing on the scene, we need to now have evil that comes from force users. So it's got to be some, there, there's got to be some kind of family connection between them. And especially the way that with that, uh, with that prequel or the, the, the stuff that was in the very, very first trailer, uh, my father, it runs in my family. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think we, I think we do see some kind of family connection there. Yeah, I don't know. We can see, but I, I Finn could be Han and Leia's kid for all we know. Sweet, there I, was I, and talk, I've seen that one. Very I've that seen one. that one too. That Finn is Luke's son. Yep. Like um, okay, okay. With with Shira Bree, dangerous ground from yeah. the expanded universe. We're gonna bring her back in. Uh, a character that was introduced, by the way, in the comic books. So here's a question for you mm-hmm. guys. Uh, in the trailer, I have that comic. There are stories about what happened. Says Ray, right? And then it's Han true. says, "It's true, all of it. The dark side, the Jedi, they're real." And then, what does she not say? At least in the trailer, she doesn't go, "Well, yeah, duh." Well, where, where and so I... this, this even w- the Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> so get out. get out. What basically what this tells us is that the, for one reason or another, Ouch. we don't. Uh, the victory over the Empire or the uh, victory of Luke Skywalker over the Emperor, maybe, has not been very well publicized, right? Actually, so the- they do... I can give you... I don't think any of you have read Aftermath. 
I right? have. No, yeah. you have. I have. Aftermath. And I've also read the co- limited edition comic book series that Marvel came out with. Mm-hmm. So give us a yeah, give us some aftermath spoilers here. Oh, that's some cool stuff. Uh, for hey, a book you... that is not super well written, there's a lot of cool story stuff going on in there. Uh, but they do. The fact of the matter is, is the in, the entire galaxy knows that the or the the news has been spread that the emperor is dead and that Darth Vader his muscle has also been killed and that the empire's giant weapon has been destroyed that no, that news has been spread across the galaxy whether people choose to believe it or not has been is a point of discussion most of the empire says that's not you know if some of them say that that didn't happen you know the emperor's still alive it was a double you know all these things going on but the fact is is the news about that part is out who did it, how it happened, all that, none of that's really a, a big story that's out there. And the emperor, the, the emperor in his, according to the, and this is uh, partly revealed also in the comic book series, the limited edition comic book series that was released, um, gave specific instructions to several of his uh, generals and admirals to go out and wreak havoc upon the galaxy in his name to make people believe that he's still around and to keep the, the galaxy this is like in a, a grip con- of fear. Contingency plan? Like, should something happen to me, here's what mm-hmm. you do? Yep, and he had a bunch of bunch of messengers that were released and they were given very specific but secret instructions about what to do, where to go, what kind of revenge to exact upon the galaxy. And as a result, um, that's what caused the, the fracture of the galaxy into... New Republic controlled space and First Order, the the, uh, the Empire, yeah, the Empire it's, splinter off. That um, that still hasn't been. I don't know. Maybe it's been explained better in the comics that I haven't gotten to yet. But the whole existence of the First Order um, in aftermath. One of the big pieces is that the uh, we have a meeting of a bunch of moths mm-hmm. and admirals and these remnants of leaders to determine how they're going to move forward. And a bounty hunter happens to notice that, hey, those are some high imperial targets. There's a good price on their head. And so it's the story of this bounty hunter and a crew trying to capture them. Everything. But you get to see the, the strife within the Empire itself and the fact that by the time that it's all is said and done and there's, you know, spoiler alert, close your ears, one person left standing out of the group mm-hmm. of imperial people there um, – you really have to get this idea that, okay, so the First Order is not the empire, may not be the empire itself. It may be one of the... But it's like the empire's, like, beaten nephew. Yeah. Like the red-headed yeah. stepchild. It's the remnants. It's, it's, it's the very, remnants. Yeah. What, what in the old expanded universe was considered the Imperial Remnant, the First Order might be more along those lines. Okay. And I, th- I think J.J. I think Abrams and um, Disney et al. were really smart to try and take some of the ideas... And rename them, rebrand them, do something with them that could be different so that they kept from being uh, connected too closely to anything from the expanded universe and facing the kind of situation that you were talking about earlier. If you take this, why don't you take this? The First Order is a logical conclusion. Pieces that are left over that have to be dealt with. Um, the, the question of how that evolves uh, is the one that they're that they're answering differently than it was answered in the expanded universe and in the books. So, but yeah, the really some while it, while I agree with Ryan, the the uh, aftermath not necessarily the most uh, enjoyable read. Um, 
certainly had some good information in it and some fun and some fun stuff. You could tell that it was written by someone who writes screenplays, mm-hmm. not books. Not books. Yeah. It zigged and zagged across the sky. It wibbled and wobbled, and then it, you know, it, like and then it those died. are literal yeah. phrases out of the book. As nice. I, okay, uh, I need another theory before I shrivel up and die. How outrageous do you want it? Uh, so outrageous it makes me want to stab things. I can't remember where I read this one. I both love it and shake my head at it at the same time, but there is pieces of the trailers that have been released uh, put together to indicate that BB-8, the adorable little ball droid who everybody loves and who's so friendly, is actually housing the spirit of Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> there well, you go. All right. There you go. Uh, I have a little chunk of Emperor Palpatine on my I, desk. I kind, of, I kind of want to hear how that works, but I also don't really want to listen to it. Haven't I saw part of the message he was. <laughs> so I haven't gotten too deeply into it other than, you know, like a holocrons recorded by Palpatine before his death. And then they were, in, you know, uh, uploaded into BB-8. And now he is the Emperor. Rolling around Man. and no one knows hey. it. Okay. So... A little um, less threatening emperor when you could kick him into a <laughs> right so into a goal. Ray's staff is IG88's <gasps> weapon. Sweet. I got one better for you. Wait, it's no, no, no. Plagueis. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. I want to I want to uh, I, I want to follow the IG88 thing. Um if you go back and you look at um and you look in the Empire Strikes Back. No, go back further. Um the guard droids that existed for uh, what was his buck? General oh, Grievous. Yeah. yeah. General Grievous. All were equipped with uh, these magnificent spinning ion, so ion battle uh, staffs, right? right. Um, one of those droids developed, sel- developed uh, self-awareness and sentience and became liberated IG-88. himself, becomes IG-88, but takes pieces, bits and pieces of the other droids to salvage himself, save himself. And recrafts his staff into being not just a staff, but a blaster weapon as well. We see him briefly kind of like Empire uh, Strikes Back. Oh, kind of like this the Stargate saber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Stargate staffs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Very much like that. Um, we see him briefly in Empire Empire Strikes Back. There is a little written about him in the expanded universe, which of course now we have to throw out. No, but we know that. He is part of a band of bounty hunters that roves around and pretty much gets decimated. Where's his staff go? It shows up on this little planet in the middle of nowhere. We're going to see him during the Battle of Jakku. Is this a is yeah. this a crazy fan theory or is IG88 is that his now real origin IG, story? That's not is his the, origin story. Okay, yeah. all right, that is not his origin story. Todd just it's told a good it. One. He told it so deadpan. I was like, wait, is this a real thing? I've heard that no. one. I think it's brilliant. It's I like, love no, that origin no. story. There's an entire series of assassin droids that are of the IG series. Yeah, that's what I. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's anyway, not some sentient Todd's. Todd, you're feeding us bantha poodoo. I love these stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do, do we need? Do we want more theories on seven, or do we want just Star Wars theories in general? Let's I do, know let's where do you, seven, and then we'll go back and just do some crazy stuff. I want to know where he, you heard the Darth Plagueis staff uh, theory. I, Ken, you didn't he make it made up. It up. I know I didn't he make made it up. It I can up. tell you no, where no, I no. heard it. It is. It's. Uh, yeah. <sighs> where did I hear it? I don't remember. But yeah, that it could be Darth Plagueis' staff. I heard it uh, from is it Plagueis or Plagueis. 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 Darth as of Plagueis episode, the wise. Yep, as of episode three, Darth Plagueis. 
Um, I heard it, it just from, hurts me that we keep going back and have to quote stuff out of those first three films. You know what? One and three weren't, really weren't all that bad. Two was just as bad as it always was. Ken, shut up. No, I, I, I would, I, I would okay, defend two, Ken on this Two one. is the worst. I'll, I'll two is that. so bad. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they're terrible uh, because of their predecessors. Yeah. If it didn't have that standard to stand up to, other than terrible script writing, we'd all be like, "That was gonna." It would be kind of like They'd the way we treated very, Jupiter Ascending, very quickly forgotten. Okay, we if could they sidebar had had this. Irvin Kershner as a director. I think the first three would have been fine. Or Sid, or uh, um, never mind. Anyway, we're sidetracking. Let's fan theories. Just anyway, track. now you know how no, Craig no, feels. <laughs> so speaking of Darth Plagueis, though, there's a. Okay, so the. Where did you find the staff theory? Uh, Christian Harloff, who does stuff for Collider, and he does stuff, he's one of the schmoes from schmoes. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's this massive, huge Star Wars nerd, but he's also this massive honk for Darth Plagueis because he loves the the novel uh, mm-hmm. by James Luceno and all this. Yeah. And so he he's try he tries to honk? spend. Oh yeah, he's he's a huge. I don't know what that is. But he's a fan. Okay. He's a fan of Darth Plagueis. Um, he tries to spend Darth Plagueis into everything and so the moment he saw that stuff he's like Darth Plagueis is in this movie blah 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 you know and he tries to get Darth Plagueis into this movie and it feels like a <laughs> massive reach yeah so. yeah and it, it's too obscure of a character to make people care I mean yes there's the book yeah. written about it but it was part of the ejected canon yep and oh you said ejected yes ejected canon um I think that's what they should call it from now on I, I don't see that being the case. I, I think we're really trying to make something incredible out of a staff that's – she's a scavenger. Don't worry, don't worry, Todd. There were no life forms aboard. <laughs> she – That goes another The one. fact is is the staff probably is a staff that she made out of pieces that she found. Uh, she's a scavenger. That's what she does. Um, however, if you do look at the posters, my first thought was, wow, that certainly looks like Darth Maul's lightsaber turned in. But there's probably a lot of coupler pieces in that universe, right? I mean, they all just went to Disneyland and kind of used the plastic. Yeah, um, build, build your, your own. own. Yeah. So well, it makes I, sense. That's I, what I, I did. pay zero credence to the Darth Plagueis staff theory. I do. I but. okay. Vote right here. This is a, this is a very quick vote right here. Will her staff have lightsabers coming out the end? No. 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 Yes. Okay. We're split down the middle. You always got to be contrary, don't you? Yes. I don't think that we will see it until the very end of the movie, but I ex- I would not be surprised to see that staff all of a sudden kick out two one you know a blade on one it's side too or the tall. other. Too tall. Can we see it in an it's end credit tall. scene? It's too tall. It's too tall. I know it's tall. It's I know too it's tall. tall. That's why it'll be even more impressive when she can wield it well. <laughs> or or those blades come along the front, so that they so that so that, so that she's a, suddenly a Klingon warrior. It becomes a it, <laughs> it becomes, becomes an, an axe type of hmm. lightsaber. I, uh, mm. The poster does lend some cred- credibility to Kylo Ren and Rey being related somehow in the f- sense that she has the staff and his lightsaber, you know, parallels the staff and so it makes it look like a lightsaber. There's going to be something. There's something. We there. know there's a scene between the two of them now because of the international when yeah. he holds the lightsaber up to her right face up right to her there. Face, yeah. right. I, they're going to explain the cross guard lightsaber using that staff somehow. I was going to be like, it's the only way I can stop her from hitting my knuckles. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and we know. <laughs> We know that they Finn were doing and, it when I was a kid all the time. <laughs> we know that Finn and Kylo Ren are, you know, they have screen presence because we see it in the one trailer. And now in this international trailer, we see that, that Finn and, and Ray, you know, are buddies. So, they, yeah, well, we, we know that pretty much everybody, the only character that I think not many people have spent a lot of time figuring out what's where he fits 
is Poe Dameron. Yeah. We're all trying to figure out because of the inter- the relationship that existed with Luke and Leia and Han and everybody there. We're sitting here going, okay, Kylo Ren, Finn, uh, Ray, like, how are they all connected and everything here? And, we're, and then Poe Dameron's over here like, oh yeah, he's the pilot. He's well, the yeah, Wedge Antilles but of he's, this series. But he's, but he's not because the Shattered Empire comic that just came out introduces his parents as, I mean, he's a rebellion legacy. Yes, he is. His parents were that's, both in the rebellion. That's another piece that shows up in the comic so book. So it shows wish, up in the Shattered Empire comic now. I wish his dad now. were Wedge. That would be great. That would be awesome. Poe Antilles. You know, well, but based on the comic book, his, his dad's pretty badass. Um, sorry, I can't say that. We've got children watching it. His, his dad's a pretty tough <laughs> nobody, guy. Nobody watches this. Yeah, don't say oh, bad. Watch. Did I say watch? Listens. Um, the, uh, the, the Shattered Empire comic series that, that was just released, the four-issue comic series, um, goes through and, cre- and, and gives us an indication that, um, that Poe Dameron's mother is a pilot. Uh, an, an A-wing, A-wing pilot, pilot. Sweet. Um, of of some tremendous skill, and that his father is one of the Pathfinders that was on the Mood of Endor with Han Solo and was one of his trusted lieutenants. Nice. So uh, we've we've got some we've got some pretty strong connection uh, to put those guys together, which I, I think is going to be something that's going to play out. Maybe we're going to find out that I think we're going to find out that Poe Dam that uh, Poe Dameron has been kind of mentored. By Han Solo over the years, um, and that that's how he figures into all of this. He and, is, and so he's Duron. being tortured yeah. so that uh, he can reveal the location of of the hidden the rebel, rebel base. base. That's yes. a, that's another theory out there because he's being you know force interrogated basically by Kylo Ren that he becomes the the double agent inadvertently that 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 that's at the beginning of the movie and now he's going back to the base and they're going to find the base because. Poe is inadvertently mentoring already candidate, been done. sending them information. Hmm. Shira Bree, story's already been done. Oh, wait. Ejected By the way, sorry um, about that. This is, this is really Keep dark. Back, huh? This is a very, very dark thing to go to, but I do find it very interesting that little one second clip of Poe Dameron being forced, interrogated, tortured, basically. It's, uh, I, I always like when in this case we'll call it a magic system because this is the Legendarium podcast when a magic system is uh, used for different things than we've already seen it used for, right? Uh, and so we've seen force choking to death. Right. Uh, to death. Literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we've seen force lightning and lifting objects and whatnot. Force choking especially, I've always thought like if you have that much control over somebody's body, that seems like Maybe it's good as an intimidation tactic. Yeah, I killed this guy, so everybody else watching is, you know, freaking out. But it's not a very efficient way to kill somebody, right? So why don't you just, like, pinch a nerve in their brain and down them right there or whatever? Yeah, I've asked myself that question many times. If you have the ability to close, like, to reach in and and have someone's esophagus tighten or whatever, why not do, you know, I think he does that to Padme's heart. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. But, I mean, there's other things you could be... You could use and you could really do a bunch of very inappropriate things with the force if you wanted to. Wow, are we going there? Quit hitting yourself. You know what? Hitting yourself. You know what I want to see sometime. I want to see like force healing. Uh, That was one of my one of the one of my favorite scenes from the now ejected. uh, What did you call it? Ejected cannon. Ejected cannon. Nice. one of my favorite scenes came from the Kevin J. Anderson trilogy yes. when Luke heals an ailing Mon Mothma. It turns out she was poisoned and using the force, he goes in on an atomic level 
and starts removing all of the toxins from her bloodstream. Nice. Really great scene. I, I think I read that when I was about nine, and it stuck with me forever. So, and, If you uh, read the, what are they called? Um, the Yuuzhan Vong yes. series. Uh, Mara Jade has been infected by a toxin yes. from this group who are trying to figure out how they're going to you know, conquer this universe, and she's the only survivor of it. Because she's able to use the force to fight it down. Like, she uses the force inside to just kind of fight the toxins, fight the pieces. But she can't get it out of her system until uh, later on. I can't remember exactly how she gets it out of her system, but she finally does. Interesting. The Yuuzhan Vong series was one that I really wish they'd kept together. Because that was fun. It was finally a, a... It was a enemy that you could have put the Jedi and the Sith on the same team to have to fight because they were just that yes. difficult for the yes. for the and Force users to deal with. And as part of the ejected canon, it can no longer be purchased in any reputable drugstore or bookstore. Yep. Good thing I bought all of the copies. Right. Dark, Dark Disciple. The ejected Sith apprentice and okay, the so, rogue Jedi. Oh, I haven't read that I have, I have one, I haven't one read more any either, theory that I'm cool. very, fa- very fond of. All right. Last theory? I've Last got, theory, and then we're all done. I've got two small ones. Okay, okay. and then right. I've got a, I've got the big one. Okay, okay. Oh, gosh. This one's this one, and this one's not long. And, and I think I think there's been several people that have said yes, and several people that have said we're going to find out. And that is that the uh, environment that is being burned to the ground as Kylo Ren arrives is the Masasi ruins on Yavin, Ooh, okay. where Ooh. Luke had tried to establish his Jedi Temple. It's him returning and finding whatever Dark Force artifacts he can find. Uh, Luke is there. Uh, tries to defend them and winds up being unsuccessful. And I think that's where if if Luke, in fact, is struck down by Kylo Ren so that he can become more powerful than you can possibly imagine, that that's where it happens and that's why it happens. All right. I, I think I Luke like survives it. till episode nine. I'm just saying. But it's possible. That was one of, that hey, was one of the ones. Obi-Wan Kenobi showed up in episode, five, in episode six. So, yeah. I, I think that Yavin 4 is where the, yeah. I just get very hesitant about the idea of revisiting the old tropes as the Force Ghost. Yeah, it's like, hey, we've got this old hermit Force user who's one of the last of his kind, and he's going to train a new generation of them. Oh, he died in the first episode. Now he's going to come back in ghost mode, and everyone... And we don't know that Luke was ever taught ghost mode. <laughs> Let's call it that ghost from now on. Ghost <laughs> mode. I like it. Ghost <laughs> mode. I just uh, like calling press, it Force Ghost. Press X for ghost, ghost mode. mode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So th- that was one of the theories that I read is that the temple's on Yavin 4. Yep. And uh, that's where we see all the lush greenery and everything. The other one I saw is uh, that they end up on Mandalore. Ooh. That that nope. shot of the, the ruins or whatever that Han and Chewie and Finn walk into where they walk past that big clunky looking robot thing. Mm-hmm. If you zoom in and you take way too much time, you see on those ruins that there's the Mandalorian symbol up at the top. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah. So that, okay, that's yeah, possible. If, but if you go and watch, well, and and Clone in, Wars and, and in Rebels, Rebels and stuff. what's her name is a tagger, right? Sabine. Yeah, Sabine. Sabine. So Sabine. I mean, it could just be that somebody threw that up there. Maybe it's Sabine's the Mandalorian stronghold. civilization, as warlike as they are. I mean, based on the canon that exists now, they have way too nice of a planet for that to be their planet. Like you, that'd be a junkyard on yeah. Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Incidentally, uh, I think Sabine is dead by season five of Rebels Sad. That better okay. not be. Yeah, yeah, better not be. So what else you got, Ken? You were so excited. 
You want me to give it now? Oh my gosh, just go. Han Solo dies. Uh, yeah, That's obviously. Gonna, I, I know, by the end of episode seven, Han Solo's dead. Uh, I don't know about episode seven. Mm. Definitely during the trilogy. I think I think he mm. goes, and then that's when we. That's talked. probably because Harrison Ford is going to die soon. Yeah, because he's an old old. I man. mean, we we talked about it. It's not that old. A year he's more in, in danger from his flights than he is anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I uh, what I might uh, wonder with the recent um, death of Paul Walker which kind of mm. uh, really put them in a tight spot for the Fast and Furious franchise. I wonder if there will be some contingency scenes filmed or have that have been filmed where you have characters saying their goodbyes, getting killed, whatever, so that should the unthinkable happen, they have something to insert into future movies to keep the story going. Do you, do you yeah. suppose anybody no. thinks ahead that far? Do you suppose it's not a matter of thinking? I mean, I think Disney is just good enough that they're going to have digital image rights for these individuals and have them show up in other ways. Yeah, there's the problem with pre-shooting something like that is you can't shoot a scene like you're going to shoot in like the person standing in green screen so you can fit it into wherever you want to be. Is that what you're? I mean, that uh, could possibly because yeah. you couldn't shoot a full scene of somebody saying their goodbyes and going and doing something if you don't know the story that's going to be told for them to say goodbye. Right. Um, I, I don't think anyone plan. It's not that they don't think that far ahead or think about that sort of thing. It's that they, that's a very, very rare contingency to plan for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, well, I'm, what happened if all the, you know, I'm just thinking this is without a doubt, the single most valuable film franchise ever made. Right. Uh, so it, what, what might not be done for somebody else, somebody else's film could be done for star wars but no i don't i don't think so and i don't think so in the case of han because episode seven's already been shot and i mean i said it a year and change ago when we first talked about it and i still maintain it han's dead by the end of seven all right, what's your next one Sad. that's you all i got oh, okay although that's i it. i do have some questions about that we haven't even you know thought about throw them out I'm, okay hurry up where's max von Sydow? what's he gonna be oh yeah that's a good one um we haven't seen supreme commander snoke yet Who's who that? is uh, uh, Andy Circus? Oh, right. right. We mm-hmm. haven't seen Lupita Nyong'o. I think we have on the poster. I think we have I on think, the poster. I think she's on the poster. Did we? Was it Andy Circus's voice in the first teaser? Yes. Okay. All right. And the, there's been an awakening. That right. One, that one's yeah. That one's Andy Circus. And we really haven't seen very much of Donald Gleason yet as General Hux. <sighs> oh yeah, mm. good one. So I'm kind of excited. Which, by the way, that. That goes back to a theory from like a year or whatever ago when he was cast and everybody's like, oh, he's got to be Luke's son. Not even close. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. We um, don't know that. that was just true. We don't. Who knows? Uh, General Hux could be Luke's son. I don't think so. Uh, I doubt it, but I seriously doubt it too. But yeah. I, I'll tell you what, though. I know that in spite of the fact that I will not be able to watch the film with all of you guys because of scheduling conflicts that That's are beyond crap. my control. Um, Who schedules those things? I will. I have a list. Um, I I will be watching it at midnight, and so I will be turning my phone off so that none of you can text me anything until after I have seen it. We would never do that to you. Oh, yes, you would. All of you would. would. You do realize that we're in the movie from 7 p.m. until 2 a.m., right? We have tickets consecutively. (laughs) So It's true. You'll be getting out of your showing. At about the same time that you'll be getting out of your third showing. And we're going to be all together, so there's no reason to, you know, get on the brain trust. Other than to just communicate. That's true. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is we're actually going to go, we're going to see it, go into the next theater, and then we're just going to text everything we can to you. So the moment you turn your phone on, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's going to be a barrage. <laughs> it's just going to, yeah. We're just going to, we'll kill your battery. Uh, I, my, I by hate the way, you guys for, so just much for, right now. For everybody listening, if you, um, if you follow us, if you care to read what we have to say about it, my plan is to go and see it. I think we're doing the 7 o'clock show. Uh, and I'll just cry and enjoy the entire thing for a couple hours. My next viewing will be the one where I take a bunch of notes and yes. uh, just write down scads of stuff. Nothing, nothing spoilery, but I will try to get a review out as quickly as possible uh, so that everybody can hear whether it's uh, whether we have an episode five or an episode two on our hands. I'm I'm still hoping that when December seventeenth rolls around, we will have already seen it, unlike December fourteenth or. I'm Something. in. I mean, we've we, we we keep hoping. We keep hoping. It's a new hope. <sighs> okay. Anyway, uh, we'd better wrap it up, you guys. Uh, point being, after uh, 45 minutes of podcast, we're very excited for Star Wars. <laughs> I think it's safe to say. I I, I think I mentioned this on a podcast or two ago. We are coming up on the longest month in American cultural history, <laughs> possibly world cultural history. I I remember when I was a missionary in France, I'd been gone for two years, and I was coming up on my last month. I did the stupidest thing anybody could ever possibly do. I was so excited to see my family, see my girlfriend. It's been two years. She writes me and says, I'm doing a paper chain. You should do one too. And I hung a paper chain from the light in the middle of my living room. And I cut off one link a day until I could go home. And your companion hated you. Please, please don't do that for Star Wars because this is going to be long enough as it is I, I don't know how we're all going to survive uh, as as a nation as a culture I think we might tear each other apart I'm going to get one of those Star Wars advent calendars only instead of going till Christmas I'm going to do it a week early <laughs> oh, so that right. we open the 12, the, be so cool. the 12 days of Star Wars yeah um, anyway I uh, hope you guys are all excited as well the last thought that I will leave you with if you want to be excellently trolled, uh, just have your emotions toyed with uh, maliciously, go search out the theory by Jonathan Last. Uh, this is from back in 2002 when he posited that the Empire was the good guys. Uh, and it is so well written and so well reasoned that it's really hard to argue with it. Now, some people do, and, and I think they do it successfully. Ultimately, when you blow up Alderaan, that kind of, you know, puts a kibosh on those things. But it's a great uh, little great little piece of internet trolling. Uh, just to piss all of you guys off, go read Jonathan Last's theory about uh, the Empire being good. And part of the reason I bring that up is because pretty soon, Todd and I are going to be discussing a book with a local author. Uh, the... Uh, the book is called In Absence of Fear. It will be released on December 3rd, and it is a, uh, a science fiction novel set just barely into the future when the government has uh, basically NSA'd us to death. They know everything about us. And uh, I, I, so I'm a little ways into this book. It's excellent so far, but one of the questions uh, which has always uh, been a good one in reference to Aldous Huxley's um, Brave New World. Brave New World is is uh, why why is this why are these things bad why is it bad that the government keeps tabs on us why is it bad that the state uh, gives us all these things to do and schedules our day why is it bad that it has us live our lives more efficiently and that kind of reminds me of the that theory of why the empire might be the good guys. 
So anyway, ponder on that and uh, get ready for December 3rd when In Absence of Fear comes out. You can go pre-order it on Amazon and uh, then you can follow along with us on the podcast. Anyway, uh, do you guys have any parting thoughts or shall we sign off? There's so many great theories to go out there. Just if you're looking for some fun ones, there is the, uh, I'll just recommend a couple out for you. Padme did not die of a broken heart is a good theory. Um, The Boba Fett actually is the one who killed uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt Beru. That's a great theory. And the actually go read why stormtroopers are not bad aims. They were ordered not to hit the heroes. That's a great By George Lucas. No, by Darth Vader. <laughs> I like Todd's theory on that personally. That was they just had crappier guns. Yeah, they just had crappy guns and poor helmets. I, I love that theory. If you're going to use a combination weapon, it's never going to be as good as a single purpose-built specialized weapon. They're not good as blast oh, as hand blasters. We They're cannot, not good as carbines. No, They're, Todd, we cannot let him do this again, you guys. <laughs> this is just this is a rabbit hole from whence there is no return. Todd talking about blasters. But did you notice they uh, have new blasters? <laughs> they do uh, have new blasters. They have new blasters. I, they learned their I lessons. I am going to cut you off. I want to know how much money you think that this movie is going to make opening weekend. My vote is all all the money <laughs> <laughs> enough to build a death so, star so it is right now make all the money right now the record for an opening weekend 200 and something two, what did, it just set this year what by did jurassic world do jurassic world at jurassic world is 208 oh that's what i thought wow. i was gonna say 208 million opening opening weekend then 208 806 270 at yeah. least 350 at uh, least three fifty. I, I was I was thinking three hundred. So yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking a little bit more conservatively at three hundred, but three fifty would not surprise me. So and it, me, now was that is that does that include international box office? This uh, or is that just domestic? That was just domestic. It made like five hundred million in on worldwide. opening weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, total it, gross total total gross opening weekend was inter, like international million. box office. If Star Wars takes two weeks to hit a billion, I'll eat my own socks. Let's hold him to I'll that. I'll bring the ketchup. <laughs> no, I sh- oh, I'm sorry. If it takes three weeks, I think it will take two weeks. That's what I meant to say. I okay. I fully expect that Star Wars will break a record that will not be able to be rebroken for quite a while by anything other than a Star Wars-esque yeah. film. Uh, yeah. I think that we could honestly see, I know we're all saying 300, I I would not be surprised to see th- closer to four. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay, so we've got two for 300, one for 350, one I said, a, I said at least. I'm kind of with Ryan on this one. I'm going no, like, that's the very lowest I would see. Because my, you look at like Jurassic World. Like we got, people got excited for it and we like everyone went out and saw it at least once. A couple people went and saw it twice. I've already got two sets of tickets for this. Yeah, I do. And too. I will probably get two more for Friday. And I, I will three. probably like we're already. all. This is a. As long as it's good, I see no reason why opening weekend like people are, will have seen it like five times before the end of the weekend. It, it didn't just break the record for online sales opening night. It shattered it. the The original record was like one point two million. This thing got six million dollars opening night of online ticket sales. It is going to destroy the record. Yeah. Uh, So much for closing thoughts. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, guys. Uh, We'd better sign off. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Again, thank you to those of you who have joined us very recently. There have been a lot of people who have tuned in recently. We've had a couple of great months. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, Hope you stick around. I know that uh, we tend to ramble, but that's because we're ramblers. I'm a a rambling man. We're a rambling man. Rambling man. 
uh, rambling. I just want to keep saying rambling. Anyway. All right. Have a good week, you guys. We'll talk to you later. The Legendarium Podcast is sponsored by Audible, the world's leading source of audiobooks. Follow along with our current series or enjoy some of the classics by visiting thelegendariumpodcast.com where you can sign up for your free trial membership. Click the sponsor link on our website for a free audiobook.